0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge! Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blindside. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, HG Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, HG.
1: Yes, uh, Tf Much, Orca Submariner, Cedric Espen Sump, torching the AO blindside blue paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the substar camped in the Bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to Bludging on the Blindside. Hugh Nelson, opening the dig for another set of seven a week. What an incredible week. A week when as everybody lived through it, everybody who was there, even those who were fast asleep and those in a coma knew it was a week when too much bought was barely enough. And, uh, so much excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement. All the big issues hit the fan when the unidentified drone dropped a bundle of dynamite into the smokestack of the South Coast Love Nook. The blast blew the screen doors off, and a stash of cash hit the wind turbine and was blown from Bega to Bansdale. I'm still looking for notes. Uh, Now, to the big one this week, Spain just too good in the WWC final to bring down the curtain on a festival of football and fun that involved the whole world. That's how I'm seeing it. The whole world, even those teams that weren't there loved it. Those nations that weren't there couldn't find a team to go or weren't interested or whatever it was, they loved it as well. Team, Spain won, Lioness is nil. And the post hooter fallout has been spectacular. I mean, I thought they couldn't make it last another week, but they have, and they're still wrestling with it in Spain on all fronts. Elsewhere around the world, it's just cheers all round. In post hooter fallout, the Australian government found $20 million large to prevent soccer stars from being forced to ha- change behind trees. This is going to become a big uh, problem with global warming. There just won't be trees out there for people to change behind. I mean, that's that's where the rubber meets the road. Thank goodness there's some sanity being come, you know, to the changing environment, to the world of change that we're living through. Uh, I know 200 million won't get much. Uh, I refer to Roy. I think he's got 750 earmarked, that's million earmarked for redevelopment of Watford Oval and there's no suggestion that they'll get toilets out of that 750. Gives you an idea of how, well, what a wonderful job the trees have been doing for so long. And we can't ask the trees to keep doing the heavy lifting forever because, let's face it, they won't be there. Now, Bludgers, as you know, the Blindside focuses on the spirit of rugby league and its ethical obligation. But before we probe the great news from the states, should I say great news from the states, the Church of Rugby League in Las Vegas has offered to act as custodians and caretakers of the rugby league way. The way is the six hundred mile path from of pilgrimage that ticketed club members can take in the build up to big one on March the second, twenty twenty four. Pastor Mo, head of the church's victims of the punt outreach unit, says walking the way has a cleansing effect on the soul and cheers the spirit of all pilgrims. That's a fact. Once you put that little Steedon badge on and you start walking, then things magically happen. He says it's a perfect preparation for taking the plunge with the same-day multi on a double-header with pick the scores a priority. Incidentally, Moe says the church's Persian cat, Krog, will be tipping the games in the last week of February for those who want to get on with the, um, you know, the animal insight. Can I put it that way? Krog is an unbelievable strike rate. Uh, the fur, of, the four paw fur, has already tipped the 2023 NRL winner. So have a look on the site, the beautiful website that the church has got up and ready for everybody to descend on Las Vegas on March the second, 2024, and you'll find out the winner of this year's 2023 competition. Out where the sprinklers spray, lopsided scores roam. Let's probe some of the results in uh, round 24. The eight try tackle, should I put that the other way? The eight tackle try. Uh, top the post-Hooter agenda. It's something new, something fresh in league. Uh, the lovable Knight Daniel Safiti touched down after eight eight glorious hits in an upset win by the Knights over the glory, glory, I'm a Rabbit lineup at McDonald Jones Stadium. Now, the tune when the tackling stopped, as it did eventually, and it always must, Rabbits 10, Knights 29. The fur need to find form if they want to threaten in September. And there were suggestions from the Hutch that the rabbit operation has been rocked by an outbreak of double standards. If there's one thing I don't like in league, it's double standards. Apparently, Clodie and Trell are allowed to slack off, which is annoying other hard-working bunnies. You can see it now, can't you? You know, obviously. A couple of people who know how to play, sitting down on the uh, Bentwood chairs, uh, passing the time with a cheroot or two and picking winners in boxing bouts before going to a team media which is cut short because the boxing's about to get underway. You can see it all now, can't you? But that doesn't take away from their ability to play rugby league and I think that's the mistake the Bunnies have made at the moment. The coach and Myrtle have, described this, have been described this week by knowledgeable commentators as, wait for it, a dumpster fire. A dumpster fire. I don't like that sort of chat. Once you spot a dumpster fire smoke or the smoke of a dumpster fire, the next stop is the S-Pend, and we're sending this team to America to represent us. A dumpster fire is on its way. I mean, I just hope nobody in America is listening to this program at the moment because they'll be cancelling their, you know, obviously their membership of all these four great sides. Now, can I point out, and I need to put this in context, who hasn't done their block at training? I mean, it's onerous going to training several days a week. Who hasn't got the shits with a teammate for doing the wrong thing? I mean, I put the ball on a platter there. Where were you? You've got to be there on Friday, not Monday, you idiot. All that sort of stuff. I mean, you know, you've heard it all before. Now, incidentally, is it too early to tell whether the eight tackles in rugby league can work? The game needs to bed the concept down during the final series. uh, That's my belief. And incidentally, the pointy end of the league is no stranger to quirky tackle counts. I think uh, Cronulla was denied a semi-final win at one point in the not-too-distant future, as in the past, um, due to a not lopsided tackle count. Now, the head of Rugby League Elite, and I love this position, Rugby League Elite, I mean, does it get any better than that? No, it doesn't. Giddy-up Graham Annesley was once again out very early on Monday morning saying the eight-tackle fiasco should not have happened as there was a ref and a dedicated tackle counter both on the job. I've never encountered this position before, the dedicated tackle counter. I think they should be identified before kickoff. Some people are doing the job and they're uncertain of what comes after five. That's the problem right there. I mean, I'm not knocking them. They're people who are prepared to put their hand up and stand there and go, one, two, three, four, five, question mark. Elsewhere in the Warriors vs. Eagles clash at Mount Smart, the Nicol Klockstad tackle, great to have the name Nicol Klockstad, front and centre in rugby league, tackle on Reuben Garrick was so devastating that the game's hierarchy are suggesting another off-season tackling summit so as deaths can be avoided in the near future. Reuben bravely offered to play on with a broken back. Whew, that's rugby league. And what a turnaround in Tiger Town with Benji Marshall taking over the reins of the busted-ass outfit. The Tigers are now the form team of the competition. No surprises there after their 24-23 demolition of the Dolphins. At least that's how I saw it. Congratulations to all those who kept faith with the joint venture. Feathers is also planning to call an off-season powwow around, pow-wow, around the card table and change the league's drug policy yet again. I'm not sure what it is at the moment or what it's going to be changed to, but Volandis is sleepless, pacing the floor, trying to get to grips with the latest thinking about non-performance-enhancing gear. It's a very timely review with the American Rampage just around the corner. NRLW, an 18-year-old Wunderkind. There it is again, that word, Wunderkind, Jesse Southwell. And isn't it great to have the word Wunderkind connected with the NRLW at last? WK Southwell booted a last. Gasp! Conversion to grab the points in the Knights' plucky win over the Broncos in front of it. Wait for it! Seventeen thousand fans—a great turnout for NRLW. Tune twenty-two twenty. Elsewhere, it's been a, a week of genuine excitement in the fight game. The Zoo Brubaker bout had everything on Wednesday night, and all DC devotees uh, were licking their lips at the conclusion of this fantastic night of fist and wrist work. Trot news. And the Eureka field is finally decided. We broke a story a few weeks ago that the winner of the Singo, a race named in honour of Trot Aficionado John Singo Singleton, was to be run at Tabcourt Park Menangle last Saturday night. The Singo winner was then to be dropped into the final hole in the lineup of the 2023 Eureka. The horse that snared the slot was, wait for it, Captain Hammerhead. There's a name that says it all. (laughs) Captain Hammerhead. Oh, you could back Captain Hammerhead with certainty. Uh, Singo's horse will contest, that's Captain Hammerhead, will contest the $2.1 million trot on Saturday, September the 2nd. AFL, and these are, are my words from this time last week. Quote, At last, after last week's performance, you wonder what the Bamfords were going to get up to wrong this week. That's what I said. I didn't know. I'm not Nostradamus here. I just had a feeling that something really stupid was going to go wrong. Well, <coughs> the murderer then appeared. He was out looking for victims early. He'd been up late looking for victims. He never stops looking for victims. He was looking for culprits in the point that was a goal fiasco at Adelaide Oval. But, you know, when I saw the murderer on the steps, I thought the decades of criminality have taken their toll. He needs to find a place for a good lie down. But there he was saying, well, the umpire called it a point. What do you expect me to do, start murdering staff? Well, sadly, we do. Elsewhere, the Buddy Franklin send-off at the SCG tomorrow afternoon during the Dees Swans clash. It's going to be terrific. The match will stop at 23-minute mark of the first quarter to make way for a cavalcade of stars to farewell the champ. That'll be approximately 3.43 p.m. approximately. You know, if it's a 3.20 send-off, 23 minutes in, do the maths yourself. You don't have to be uh, a professor. Now, rugby union and the old gold fruit and nut, aka uh, the Wallabies, reach out to former all black coach Hanson to help out the scrum base of Grunt. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and they'll be inviting dump coach Dave Rennie back next. Mark my words. Finally, a World Cup fallout snippet. Bruce's double breaster, which he wore. Throughout the whole month of competition, has been accepted by TV Sporting Hall of Fame. The coat and button ensemble will hang in the walls, in the hallowed walls, as you know, forever remembering, remembering Bruce in the most attractive fashion. And what's very a lovely touch is that people going to the hall will be able to don the double breaster and take it, rent it out, so to speak, for a couple of hours and bring it back. And uh, look, big news and late news update is uh, after six feet of string. Mike Brady, Crowded House, Kylie, Turner Arena, Boom Crash Opera, The Valentines, Metallica, Motley Crue, uh, Gary uh, Puckett and the Union Gap, Flo and Eddie, um, you know, Pussy Riot, Wilco, and Iron Maiden all said no. Kiss! have finally said yes to the AFL grand final. It's going to be kiss amazing, kiss-sterical, kiss astounding. Uh, look, and there is a lot of fingers crossed hoping that the kiss machine can park itself, park the bus in uh, Australia for a week. And do the double. That's the AFL NRL double. That'll be fantastic for everybody. It's an old fashioned boomer off. That's why I've described it in other media commitments. Hardly anybody listening to this program will remember KISS, but they're coming and they're going to be great. All the hits will be there. And uh, look, Australia has clobbered Finland at the Worlds in basketball tune 98 to 72. So it's a terrific start uh, for the. Um, for the uh, boomers in their World Cup ambitions. Now, to get the of barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask a man who is the voice of hope to step up for a spray. This week, The Voice uh, is again focused on the cost of living crisis, but what am I telling you this for? You're living through it, Australia. And there is good news from the shelf stackers this week. The 165 gram of old gold fruit and nut bar with more gold is now $1. I don't know how they do it, but <laughs> they must have chiseled something off either end. That's the 165 gram, $1 of old gold fritten up. Yes, anyway, the Roy of Hope, the voice belongs to the activated one, rampaging Roy Slavin, who's the best in the business, always gets the job done, no doubt about it. Now, Roy, happy Rugby League. Can you get the bludging buddy in motion once again by asking what highlights caught your wrestler eye this week? Fully sick, sober
2: Oh Yes, thank you very much, uh, H. Nelson. Happy Rugby League, of course, to you and, of course, to your uh, um, your, your family. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy Rugby League to all decent above board. Ah, uh, Yeah. Sensible, down-to-earth Aussies, who are addicted to nothing but two things: fact and truth. <laughs> fact and truth, and you could—they uh, also possess that rare quality that is a rugby league consciousness. Uh, now, criticism for the Prince of Wales not attending the uh, Women's World Cup final is growing, or well, the criticisms are growing. It is plural. Uh, He spent the time, of course, at Sandringham, probably with real estate agents, I'd imagine, assessing the value of the property with a view to selling it, uh, which is what people want. They want Sandringham sold to fund the Commonwealth Games, of course. Um, uh, uh, Spain's Queen uh, Lufizia, she was here. And she behaved marvellously. Loved it. And it was wonderful for the uh, Spanish team to have their Queen here. Oh, no. Uh, You can only imagine what sort of Philip it would have given the English team to have uh, the Prince of Wales here, young Wills. It would have been great. It would have been a two-goal Philip. He would have sat probably with the Queen... And that would have been marvellous, terrific, get to know each other, uh, ideas, uh, idea exchange, what, what it's like being a royal in the modern world. So much to talk about. But anyway, it didn't happen, and uh, his uh, the opprobrium is spreading as a result, I guess. It's not a good look for the firm. I suppose the king will have to step in and have a word to him, because the king, when he was Prince of Wales, he'd have been here. Now, uh, Aussie T20 captain Mitchell Marsh says that rising quick, Spencer Johnson is a name to put a line under. <laughs> well, I've done it. I've done it already. I suggest you do as you look. He might be as as good as Mitchell Johnson. Bloody hell, Mitchell Johnson could bowl. I think he was the last Johnson we had playing. He was mm. fantastic. Mitchell very good, Johnson. Bowler. Very good bowler. Mm. Intimidating. Oh, very, very quick. intimidating quick. sort of. Very quick. Mm. I think his fastest ball was about 158.7 kilometres, I think. But he could bowl that for six. Oh, easily. Six balls and over. No, there was no respite with Johnson. No respite. No respite with Johnson. And let's hope uh, that applies to Spencer as well. Good name, Spencer. We haven't had a Spencer ever play for Australia. Is that right? That's true. Breaking new territory. Uh, Now, Glenn Maxwell, the big show, the big show, has a difficult choice to make. Stay and play the uh, oh, for yeah. T20 for Australia or get paid the big bucks for playing for a franchise. It's come to this. I, I can't advise the big show. The big show's got to look after the big show. All I said to the big show was, big show, put yourself first. Big show nodded. I think he's going to put himself first, which probably means he's going to take the big bucks. Can't blame him. I mean, it's up to the Australian team to, or the selectors to reach out and give him assurance. But at this stage, Big Show has no assurance at all. Big Show doesn't know what he's doing. At least if he signed with a franchise, he'd know. Uh, now, Aussie Olympic gold medal winning skater Steve Bradbury saves poor people, four people drowning on the Sunshine Coast. Now, HG, when I mentioned this to him said that he thought that maybe Steve Bradbury had done this before. Uh, I don't know if he has, but it wouldn't surprise me he's that sort of bloke. Mm. Uh, Whenever he's near the water, he keeps an eye out for people in In distress. In distress. Mm. Uh, As, of course, as I should mention every time we talk about people drowning, uh, Freddie Fiddler's only here because HG saved him. He put his hand up. Freddie did. Freddie was in trouble. And uh, she just happened to be there doing the Steve Bradbury and went out and saved him. Mm. And now we have a great Blues coach. We wouldn't have had a Blues coach. Well, well, we would have, but it would have been, wouldn't have been Freddie because he would have drowned. Sober, sober message there. Now, Ange and Postacoglu steers uh, the Spurs to a very good win over Manchester United and the fans love him. The fans have gone... Ange crazy. Mm. They were screaming out his name because the Ange style is at Spurs for the first time in a long time, i.e. attack, attack, attack. That is the Postacoglu message. Aussie Ange doing it again, what he did with Celtic. Mm. It's great news. Now, the Olympic upgrade of the the Gabba in Brisbane, now the IOC insists the upgrade's not needed. Not needed at all. Now, should the development be stopped, $2 billion saved, and the historic heritage-listed school be preserved and saved? As it is, it's going to be destroyed. Now... I don't know what the Palaszczuk government's got in mind here. We've had no reassurance or no communication with anyone from the Palaszczuk government in this matter, but it seems to me a terrible waste of money and the people of Queensland have serious reason to question all of this. Two billion dollars for an upgrade that's unnecessary. Unnecessary. Now, Tim Zhu... God, what a week for the zoo family. I know, just incredible. I mean, they've been punching their heads off. Mm. Well, not their own, others. others. Mm. Tim's zoo is to take on American um, Brian Mendoza for the unification of the, I think it's the WBO, WBL, IBR, belts in the super welterweight division. And I think his brother is super welterweight as well. What are those two zoos going to meet? Yeah. Oh man! Looking lips, you wouldn't know what to do. Where to no, look? No. Who to bet on? Who to bet on? No, impossible. Be a draw. And uh, well, how proud the uh, the uh, the Sydney-based Russian-born powerhouse, the old Cost original him. Chip Costa, and how the how granddad. Proud he must feel. And the granddad who's still with having us. two super welterweights in the in the family in the house in the house. Yeah, two absolute world champions. They will be. They will be. They will be. <laughs> Now, HG has pointed out to me, and this completely... I, I missed this completely. The shoot Shield this weekend is being played at Leicard Oval. I know. Which incredible. What is that about? I always associate the shoot Shield with TG Milnerfield that nobody can find nobody turns up to. I mean, sure, you get a couple of mates might turn up because they've come with you. But uh, I don't know. The T.G. Milner film must be very difficult to find, because mm. when it's shown, I think Channel Seven is it that shows
0: a little bit of the rugby or a Nine, one of them,
2: on one of their Offshoots. weird stations. Yeah, you know, ones you never look at. Seven, we think it is. Yeah, Nine, it's yeah 9 its nice. Sneesby's lot, right? They often cover the T.G. Milner film. Do you they? Can tell us T.G. Milner, because all you can see is a co- in the background is a couple of old newspapers blowing about. And it's a one camera setup, one isn't it? One camera setup. It's, it's, That's all you
1: need. Yeah. People say it's the best one yep. camera
2: shoot. It's a great shoot. On television. Yep. You just got to take the camera out, put it in the middle, and leave. Walk away. <laughs> Sneeze me style. Yep. Go and sit in the car and go to sleep. Uh, and sometimes it could be played at Concord, although at Concord now is the Tiger, Tiger Center Sh- of Excellence. I know. Does that mean that you can't have shoot shield? I think so. Can't you have shoot shield at Concord? Used to be great at Concord. Better than T.J. Mullen, unless you get some people to know where Concord is. Just yeah. Parramatta Road there. Or Randwick. The one fine. In... Oh, Ranwick, Randwick, Randwick yeah. Oval. It's great. Yeah, terrific. Why can't they play it there? They get good Why like an oval? It doesn't belong in like oval.
1: Are you suggesting a protest? I'm su- oh, yeah. Because I don't like this idea that you can willy-nilly... No, put rug- your chill anywhere. Yeah, or, or rugby league. It's not a
2: circus. <laughs> well, hang on. Anyway. Now, New Zealand... Uh, Coaching legend, as she is referred to already, this is Sir Steve Hansen. He spent a few days with the Wallabies. Mm. Now, there was considerable opprobrium directed in his direction, from, as you'd imagine, from the New Zealand public. Yes, there was. Who uh, I think they, they were asking for his, you know, citizenship to be revoked. yeah. And At not one stage, yeah, yeah, and uh, New Zealand Talkback Radio was all over it. They just went crazy, you know. Phone in tell us what you think of Steve Hansen. We hate him. <laughs> that, that seemed to be the, uh, the message. Um, but as Steve Hansen said, the reason he's doing this, and I thought there was a lot to this, he said rugby is bigger than all of us. Wow. I've never heard that I've before. I've never heard that before. Rugby is bigger than all of us. Is that what Johnny used to say? That's so saying? not true, isn't it? That's just rubbish. How come rugby, I mean, well, it's, it's gobbledygook. It is, isn't it? it and is. these folks, our poor wallabies, have had to put up with three days of listening to this stuff. Yeah. I know. Because that's what he would have been going on with. Just remember, boys, rugby is bigger than all of us. Get off. They'd be, they'd be wrecks. <laughs> they would be. They, they would be. Know, anyway, you know, if they, they survived know. that, they might be able to survive a World Cup. Now the Wallaroos are sick of uh travelling cattle class Oh yes, this is a story. With the wallabies up at the pointy end. I know. hey, That's just how bad. does that work? And the Wallaroos have got to use the discarded Guernseys of the wa- of the Wallabies. Oh, they haven't got their own. Oh, True. No. True. That's how busted ass it is at the moment for the Wallaroos. And I don't know if the two hundred million for the toilets is going to help them out. I don't think it will. No. I don't think anything's been earmarked for the Wallaroos at all. Yeah. I mean, nobody's thinking the Wallaroos at the moment. Nobody, apart from you and me. More has got to be done. Wonderful week, of course, for the greatest game of all. The South's meltdown. Oh, God almighty, what's going on at South's? Something's going on. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, but we're not seeing f- smoke. We're seeing burning embers. We're seeing yeah, it's all explosions. Gone. Uh, it's gone. Are we? We're, mm. we're seeing dynamite mm. going off at South's. Um, anyway, uh, I'm wondering It must have if... been pretty bad if, if Sam left. Well, yeah, it took a lot for Sam to go. Yeah, he loves the cup. Because Sam loved Souths. Yeah, he loved. Sam it. was Souths. He, yeah, was he was the heart of Souths. 2014. 2014, 14, he... he was going, remember? To... No, 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 he, he gave, gave his, his jaw his to, to Souths. I oh,
1: know. In same. the grand final. In grand final. Gave his eye to Souths. Gave everything. Uh, gave his head. Yeah, to Souths. To Souths. It was just a packet of chips by yeah. the time he came I up. I know. They sold it at the
2: tuck shop. I'm wondering if Gus should have an inquiry. Gus! Gus Gould, yeah. Is he? Is he going to put I out don't know, the dumpster it fire? it might be time for them to reach out. You,
0: reach what, out th-
2: to Gus. That would be terrific if you could get the Oracle over there. Ah, now Penrith, gee, they've gone bad at the worst time of the year, haven't they? I don't know where Penrith. I mean, the big game was there, though. It was there to, you know, to to take out the premiership, and that wasn't lure enough. They just didn't put in. They weren't interested. Yeah, my... They weren't interested at all. My observation
1: is if you rest players, yeah. why should those go out there who are yeah. carrying the ball up? Why tight? should they put in? Yeah, exactly. Why? Yes. They're not putting it's in. Why a, should it's they? a coaching
2: issue, isn't oh, it? A coaching issue. I issues. blame so, Cleary. Yeah, oh, so do I. I blame Cleary. Anyway. Now, Pappenhausen is back for the storm. That's great news. What a good, good, good story that is. Poor old Pappy. He's been out for the best part of 12 months. Yeah. But great to see him back. And let's see if that does... Lift the storm a little. I, I know they're in the top eight, but I think they had ambitions of top four. Don't know if that's still a chance or not. Maybe. Maybe. And Luttrell and Tyson Frizzell. What is that about? I mean, is Luttrell sick of playing rugby league? He wants to play elbow now. <laughs> Different game. Different game, fella.
0: Different rules. Make of that what you will. Common question. Does rugby league care about bowel cancer? Rugby League recommends all Australians have regular bowel checks. All clubs have free bowel checking facilities available to club members, their families and friends. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Now, and so we come to this uh, this mess at uh, Rabbit HQ in the hutch. And I, I repeat my comments earlier. We can't send a team that's a dumpster fire to America. I mean, we they'll can't. get the, completely the wrong idea. The well, I, I'm wondering acceptable.
2: if this week, Jesus I said to you earlier, and I've said to many people on the bus on the way to yes. work this morning, which took up the whole conversation of the bus, uh, uh, and that is, has South dealt themselves out of Las Vegas this week? Is that how you're putting it? That's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. And
1: can I just ask, obviously, they're gone, but who takes their place?
2: Well, you could look at Raiders. Yes. uh, Storm. Yeah. Storm would generate interest in Las Vegas, you'd imagine. Sharks would, by the name alone. Sharks would. Because Storm aren't that far away from Crown Casino. They'd have so many stories to tell, wouldn't they? And I'm sure some of the players have been there at night and seen how it operates. Have the, has the league gone off too early
1: mm. in naming these sides? I think what, so. What are the criteria? Do yes. you know what the criteria for no, going No, I have no idea
2: what the criteria was. See, the was. criteria appeared to be Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman. That that was it. But that's all stuff Or was it now? foundation clubs?
1: Oh, foundation clubs. I hadn't thought about that.
2: Maybe it was. But I don't see man as a foundation club. No, no. It's not Foundation! <laughs> It's See, not the Glebe Fruiterers or?
1: Uh, oh, the Glebe Fruiterers, that'd be great. Or the Jets. The Jets. Now, yeah. we come to this problem <clears throat> and what's sad is the bye has completely stuffed their preparations because Trell yeah. can't play this weekend because.
2: Oh, he's out because of the uh, hit he put on Frizzell. Yeah. He elbowed him in the head. Yeah.
1: So he's got the bye this week and next week he's out. I think he's out He's out, he's out.
2: For, the, for the rest of the year, I think. The minor rounds. The minor rounds. Yes, yes yeah. the home they, the but They're not going to make the finals, I don't think.
1: Now, Trell says he's voiced disappointment after being rubbed out for f- Friday week's final round showdown yeah. with the Roosters. And we'll yeah. get to
2: that in a moment. Yes. Well, that's a must win for both sides. It's
1: exactly. Saying he'd worked overtime to remove the grubby stuff, his words, not mine, mm-hmm. from his game and had been looking forward to putting bums on seats. Right.
2: Now. <clears throat> well, that didn't quite work out, did it?
1: Look, ban for key roosters game hurts says for you know obviously mm. banning he's got a hump about banning players for bashing other players right. because it robs the public from a reason to go and watch the games oh, yeah. because he won't be there. Yeah, I mean it's a bit of an odd argument to say oh, I should play because bums on seats. Uh,
2: so yeah, well, well, it's a bit like to think of the fans now. It is. I mean, why is. didn't he think of the fans as he was running in with the elbow cock to put on Frizell? And, uh, Why wasn't he thinking of the fans then? Correct. Now I mean, players have a duty to think of the fans. We were told jammed into us. Always put the fans first, boys. You're playing for the fans. Uh, you're not uh, here for yourself, you're here for uh, the fans. Uh, right? Well, I don't think that message has got through to Santa at all. No,
1: they've never they've never thought that way. They've at never all. thought
2: that way. No. Well, maybe thought, they did when they were a foundation club back yeah, in
1: the day. Yeah. They just thought Coach Wood and Myrtle will do it. Yes. Now, so what happens here is uh, they knocked uh, Frizzell on Sunday. The Match Review Committee confirmed it had hit Mitchell with a Grade 2 dangerous contact charge yes. rather than a Grade 1. Well, the I grade don't know one why it
2: wasn't Grade 1. Look, Grade well, 1 well, to me, hey, hey, hey. I said to you it's Grade 1.
1: Anyway. That's true. You did say that to me. Anyway, now, uh, which would be punishable by a $1,000 fine because if his action was deemed reckless rather than careless, that's all point. Right. He, he really thought a oh, line Frizzell out. Yes. The initial point of contact was Frizzell was back, but then there was subsequent contact with the head, according to NRL. Yeah. So, what happens here is that uh, he was, um, you know, obviously, Drill was upset with his action, especially South must beat their oldest rivals next week to guarantee a spot in the finals. He said, I've worked hard to get this stuff out of my game, those brain snaps, and I've tried to mature a lot. I haven't had an incident since 2021, since a high shot in Joey Manu. Mm. Let's not forget that he completely demolished Joey Manu he with did. his high shot. I he mean, did. it wasn't it wasn't something that Joey walked
2: in. No, there was almost malice of forethought there, wasn't there? You could argue that. Do you think he was thinking of the fans? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Unless yeah. he was thinking, oh, the fans are like this.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he said, I've worked really hard. I've spoken to, to Toby Green about how to get that grub stuff back mm. and how to get to enjoying you know, and getting that grubby stuff out of my game. And Toby's been really helpful. Yeah. He said, uh, leave the umpires alone. That was his first comment. Or the referees alone. Don't go threatening them. You'll end up in real trouble as I have. Yeah. Missing finals. I'm disappointed I can't be there for my teammates next. He means this Friday. Yeah. All which for the fans. hurts the most. Or the fans. And my club and definitely Jason Dimitriou and the fans, many of whom I know personally. Yes. But I back the boys. Uh Blake is ready. He's playing really well in New South Wales Cup and he's been killing it. Right. Well, I'm not sure that's a good idea, but it doesn't mm. matter. Mitchell and Frizzell had a run-in earlier in Sunday's game before South's number one snapped and came down on the back of his former Origin teammate. Tyson's mm. experience got me, he got, you know, got in my head. Because oh, Tyson's okay. been playing for a fair while now. Yes. In fact, I'm always amazed he's still playing, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got in my head. He played the game really well. I messaged him straight after the game. Tyson knows where I stand. Meaning I'm only thinking of the fans. Yes. Uh, I was very apologetic. I'm disappointed.
2: Uh, in... uh sorry, is he suggesting you know, that he didn't really mean it? I think he there is. was a mistake. It was sorry, a mistake. Tyson, I elbowed in the back of the I didn't mean to, mate. Yeah. Just uh, a mistake. By sorry. the way, how's your head? Yeah, how's your head?
1: And the fans loved it. I've yeah. had lots of text saying, good on, keep up the good work, Trell. Yeah. Now anyway, he's disappointed with himself because one of my goals was not to get suspended. Mm.
2: Was that his goal? <laughs> that <was> his goal. <laughs> Not to win the game, but or not think about get the expended. Fans yeah, suspended. Yeah, get suspended. Now,
1: me. Mitchell's uh, – get this. Mitchell was a huge draw card for Acor Stadium clash between the Roosters and Souths. So yeah. Officials were banking on more than 50,000 fans turning up. That's this coming Just Friday. to see Luttrell. Yeah, just to see yeah. See if he can get the grubby stuff out of his game.
2: Right. Now, the Roosters – Yeah, they're not going to turn up, you know.
1: They're not coming now, They're not coming. Those fans. No. I reckon they'll They're be are the lucky. Forgotten fans. That's right. they would be lucky to get a, 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 a turn-up of 8,000 to that match. That's now. right. Unless they do something.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: put out the dumpster fire and start playing rugby league. Now, the Roosters are shooting for fourth straight win. That's next Friday. Oh, sorry, against West Tigers.
2: Yeah, it's an Indian summer for the Roosters, isn't it? It is, and can yeah.
1: leapfrog south by prevailing in the final round. Yeah. Now, last year's elimination final between the old rivals featured, wait for it, Seven sin binnings. Can you remember this game? I do. It was just incredible. It was. People went in the Fans bin. Fans loved it. They got out of it and they went in the bin again yeah, They got out of it that's they right. they kept on playing rugby league. Yeah. It was just terrific. Yep. Terrific. And uh, a never to be forgotten match. That's right. And sadly, this Wouldn't it be great if
2: we could expect that this week? Well, you see, the difficulty. Seven send offs would be great. Yeah, but. Yeah. You know, we're so not getting that. I get know. Oh,
1: because the, 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 that particular mm. uh, ship has sailed. Yeah, true. Especially with Trell getting suspended. Yeah. Because he really does start him. He can really fire up a dumpster. Oh, yeah. Mm. Now, it's it's for the people to buy tickets. I put bums on seats, he says.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and that's what the game everyone wants to come and watch. They Actually, Roosters v South. Yeah. Go back to Sinbin Sunday. Yeah, that's the game you want to be part of. It burns me that I can't play that game. I'll wear it. I'm happy. I've made amends with, um, you know, big Fitzy or yeah. Fritzy, yeah. as in Frizzell. Because
2: C- he texted him, didn't he? He, he said did. sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, no, that's good. Maybe Michelle
1: that could, uh, sorry, Trell could not be drawn on reports he and Cody Walker wielded too much power at Souths. Right. But both understand that Bennett treated the superstars differently because they played like superstars and that's where the problem lies.
2: Yeah. Well I think while you're playing like a superstar, you can get away with that sort of stuff. But when you stop playing like, like a superstar and you're still living the superstars lifestyle, that's when the other players start to object. And it makes it very difficult for your for your captain like, like Cookie, what can Cookie do? Can't. Cookie can't say, come on, boys, let's really train hard because they're just going to say, well, why aren't those blokes training hard? Because they're special. Why are they special? Because they're great players. Well, why aren't they playing very well? Because they're not training. You see what I mean? <laughs> Makes it hard for Cookie. <laughs> it does. Don't Never know. mind a JD. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, <clears throat> Dimitri is mm. there by himself with mm. a clipboard.
2: And Was like, anyone talking to Dimitri anymore? I don't think so I at don't all. think so.
1: No, they've all gone AWOL. Yeah. In fact, they're G-ing him up and sending him off to a different training ground, so all they don't right. have to
2: talk to him. And what's happened to all the bricks they were lugging about? The brick wall. What's yeah, that? The they brick personalised wall. bricks. Where are the bricks? Are the, uh, has Luttrell still got his brick? Can I? Uh, has Cody uh, Walker still got his brick? Did they take the brick, brick up? The bricks up to the farm, or are the bricks still back in the dressing room? Remember, they had to shift the bricks. They did to and, the Centre of Excellence. Yeah, they did. Got the Centre of Excellence has been great, hasn't it? It's a real turnaround for the club.
1: The, the difficulty is, all these Centre of Excellence have the same whiff about
2: them. As soon as you build a Centre of Excellence, that's it,
0: the end of the club. Six Again is a collection of Rugby League's Jazz Classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all from the Katoni Stags Trio featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside label.
1: Um, so, when you get down to thinking about how the final eight might unfold, have you uh, mm. are we ruling South out or South? I'm ruling
2: South out. Yeah, yes.
1: And what about the big one next week, the return of the uh, Seven in the Bin match? Uh, mm. Do you think Do you think South have any chance in that? I
2: don't think so. No, I don't think so. No, I, I, I think w- w- when uh, you know morale starts to crumble in a team, which it has, and the spotlight's really been on them, um, you start to doubt yourself. And when you doubt yourself, you start you stop listening to the coach. Yeah. Well, they probably stopped listening to the coach Sometimes. ages ago. And there's no one else, you know, who's coaching unlike the, you know, it's, a, it's not like a Broncos setup. No. They don't have an on-field coach. You know, Cookie does his best, but they're, they're not listening to Cookie either. I mean, even the press doesn't listen to Cookie when he does a press conference. And why would they? He's got nothing to say because there's nothing he can say. No. Nobody listens to Demetrio. Why? Yeah. Because he's got nothing to say. Yeah. Um, just on the text here, actually, someone, uh, Jason from uh, Rabina on the Gold Coast. Oh, yes. is yes, uh, Robina. He's in Canberra for the uh, Big football today. Uh, no, sorry, David Rosebery. My brother-in-law is in Canberra for the game today and has just been sitting next to Kevin Walters at the local cafe. Uh, he was sitting by himself, no sign of Reynolds, uh, he doubts if Reynolds knows that Kev's in town. So maybe Kev's just slu- snuck in to see how Reynolds goes about his work. So he'll just sit in the crowd and see how the team go with Reynolds driving them. I, I think that's an excellent observation. It's a great idea, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But remember, of course, Because it takes a, a lot of pressure off Kev if he doesn't don't, have to travel. It, it, he can just d- stay home every weekend.
1: <laughs> and he sends a few texts. I, I don't suppose he would. There's no evidence. Going well,
2: Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. Th-
1: no, no evidence that they're read. No. Or that any of these. Well, why, uh, why
2: would Reynolds bother? He's not going to take a mobile phone out into the bloody no, game true. when he's not. <laughs> true, true.
1: <laughs> now, uh, look, just uh, a, a thing that's overhanging this week as well is the problem of the mm. AFL. Oh, yes. And its uh, ability to make points or goals into points.
2: Yeah, that was bizarre, wasn't it? It was. I I can't
1: begin to unravel this.
2: I can't understand why you can't review it. Why why couldn't they just look at the footage?
1: As I understand it, they don't review points. So if the goal umpire... Oh, they
2: review goals but not points.
1: Yeah. If the goal umpire says this is a point, that's taken as gospel. As gospel. And I Mm. I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. Okay. Well, Uh, that's got to be
2: changed. It does. I assume it's been changed already. Well,
1: I hope so. Mm. There's a lot of suggestion that they're going to... Look, because yeah,
2: it cost Adelaide a chance to be in the final. I
1: know. And the AFL, I mean, mm. it just shoots itself in the foot all the time. It Goals does. were scored in the past few weeks yeah. by being outside the boundary. That's right. And not more than one. And then the ball goes out of bounds a lot and then yeah. people drag it back in and off they go again. That's right. Uh, so they've got to t- smarten that up. And they did last night, I noticed, in the pies. There were no balls
2: out of bounds wow, being dragged back in.
1: No, none of that. But, the, right. but they were very strict on what they call juggling the mark over the boundary line. Oh,
2: yeah. People you know, the, hate that. I know.
1: <laughs> Although my feeling is if the ball is taken mm. inside the boundary line and it you know it's very hard to read you yeah. know whether it jumps out of your hands and you catch it again over the boundary or mark it again over the boundary line yeah. Yeah. Where, the, where that uh, well that
2: really then exists in the boundary umpire doesn't it? Does. it? in the mind of the boundary umpire. Mm. I mean I, I don't mind yeah. a player standing outside the boundary line holding the ball in. I mean that's no, great that hap- people love that, that people that's happening It's theatrical. A lot.
1: Now, can I ask: Is do you think technology can come to their aid, or is the humanness of this the thing that makes it interesting?
2: Yeah, well, it's a bit of both, isn't it?
1: Well, you could put a chip in a ball, and yeah,
2: I mean, if you really hated Adelaide, you'd be very happy with that result.
1: Oh, don't worry; many people have made that same observation. Yeah, to me. yeah, many people. The first thing that happened was, isn't it great for? Isn't Adelaide? it great for?
2: It? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there is that aspect. Yeah. I but mean, some fans are going to be really excited about that, and some fans are going to be disappointed. <laughs> Adelaide fans, but then that. who cares?
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that tearful note, um, the, um, obviously the um, talkback topic.
2: Yes, uh, last week's talkback topic, HG, was should King Charles sell Sandrium uh, to fund the Commonwealth Games? Well, 100% said yes. Yes. Look, can I... 100%. Can you, yeah. And that's from all over the nation, and uh, including calls from overseas. Isn't that great? Yes. Now, can I just point out your
1: theory about the... Uh, Prince of Wales not coming to the. Cup. Yeah, is that he was
2: meeting a real estate agent there. Meeting yes. a
1: real estate agent. The difficulty with that, though, is he's, he's the head of the mm. FA, yeah, as well as whatever other jobs he's got. Yeah. So there's no excuse for him not to be there. He no. could have postponed that meeting. Those real estate agents will come at a drop of a hat of they if would. they got
2: a sniff of a sale. And you'd think some of the staff could have handled the real estate agent. Like, I mean, he wouldn't have to be there. You're absolutely right. There's no excuse for him not to have been in Sydney. Sitting next to the Queen on that night, you know, enjoying a wonderful game of football. Now, can I ask, is this, I don't know when they set up the final
1: being on that date, it would have been years ago. Yes. Because Australia's known it's had this, uh, you know, World Cup coming for
2: several years. That's right.
1: And I suspect yep. that the date of the final was locked yep. in first up. What, yep. what, where do we end so yes. we can work back to work out where the group matches yep. and the semis
2: are going to be yep. and so on. Well, the he would have is... had at least a week, a week's notice, And you the see, Prince. the other thing is... And that someone that... would have told him, oh, guess what, Prince? The team you're patron of is, is... in the World Cup final. Oh, no. oh, is it really? Yes, it is, Prince. What are you going to do about it? Oh, Samuel. Oh, yeah.
1: Can I say, <laughs> and never more has the problem of... Monarchy being more contested. Sure, it's yeah. a sleeping issue. People aren't marching in the street or burning no, down, not. burning down it, wouldn't the no, it wouldn't take much. wouldn't it take much.
2: much. It's, I, I, it's a... a There's so kids. much opprobrium people can take I from know. the royal family, and
1: they should have seen that. They should and they have were seen writ that. Large. Back in the day, they would have done. Exactly. Back in the, you mean Guy Fawkes?
2: Oh well, I don't know about Guy Fawkes, but when the Queen was about, she would oh. not allowed this to happen.
1: No, no, I mean no, it's no, all falling apart, Falling I thought you just meant blown up, you know, bits no, 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 I'm not. And I've got got to be honest here is I take your point. The
2: image of these two great nations, Spain, Queen of Spain. So much history between uh, Spain and England, isn't there? The Armada, all of that. I know. And, you know, let's face it, trade. Trade. I'm not sure.
1: They're not allowed to trade, I don't think, at the moment because the EU, one's in, one's out. That's Right. That's but right. to get that together, how are you yeah, going with this? But if you're
2: going to get some sort of bilateral thing happening between Spain and England, Perfect. you'd imagine talking between the prince and the queen would have yeah. helped.
1: And, and just to have had a comment like, do you like your Stilson cheese?
2: Yes. Is, I mean, that's a Red Leicester. Have you tried our Red Leicester?
1: <laughs> well, just as that <laughs> right. so happens, I've got a couple in the bag here <laughs> for you and the daughter. Yeah. I think the daughter's in Australia doing uh, gap year work. Is she really? Yeah, I think that's the right. Queen's
2: daughter. The Queen's Daughter. Isn't I think, don't quite me on that. I think no, that's right. Let's say she is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week's Talkback Topic, HG, um, should we have a federal World Cup ministry? I'm wondering if uh, Australia should host more World Cups seeing Step we do up. it so well. Yeah. And if we had a federal department, a ministry wow, dedicated a to idea. World Cups.
1: Now, you're going to be completely Catholic in this. Though. Yes. You're going to have shotgun World Cups. You're going to have basketball World Cups, netball World Cups. Yep, you've this got is going to be
0: great. <laughs> Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday the 28th of June The theme is reality Book now to avoid disappointment Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au and Cedric, our
1: man in the booth, will be emceeing that night. It's a good get for the ball uh, because he, he does he does a tight 20 minutes at the top of his uh, at the top of his night, which is hilarious. Often uh, picking, you know, out people in the room who deserve to be kicked up the date. Uh, but if you want to get in touch with the show, triple2 or the old fashioned way, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. And the following have Roy.
2: Uh, Yes, uh, just on the text, HG, um, uh, now from Brisbane, someone is suggesting, are you aware we are down to the last three for the hosting of the 2026 Women's Asian Football Cup? It's not a World Cup, but we could really use that Minister for World Cups you talked about to get the bit over the line. It's between Australia, Saudi Arabia and Uzbekistan. Whoa, they're heavy hitters. They are. They are. Saudi Arabia know how. Well, to do they've got same. a lot of money. Yeah. They've got a lot of money. But if we and had a ministry. I,
1: are you happy with Saudi Arabia and Uzbekistan being in the Asian Cup?
2: Mm, it's weird, isn't it?
1: What are their yeah, definitions? Yeah, I
2: mean, I of... know, well, Asia, it's a, it's, a, it's, an idea. it's a state of mind.
1: State of mind, yes. Thanks very much. State of mind. Mm, yes. That's uh, a, now, excellent question,
2: though. Yes, it is. Now, this comes come from Max. He says, uh, on last week's Bludge, it was revealed that the US Rugby League trail uh, would be honouring James Tarmo with his own statue. I think we did Yes, that's that. right.
1: There, there'll be a number of statues. I mean... Has right. uh, the sculptor uh, been appointed
2: yet, HG? No. No. Uh, okay. Look... Um, well, it's the, up to Vlandis, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, or Abdo well, or some of them. I oh, I it's not up to us. No, well, we're not artists. We're not though. artists. Yeah, we, 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 we have them. no authority. Yeah. We, we couldn't appoint an artist. We couldn't. Now, one
1: thing that the Church of Rugby League in Las Vegas is taking on board a lot of these issues. Yes. Uh, in preparation for the big tour next year mm. and i wouldn't surprise me that they've got somebody in mind yeah. and uh, oh okay you know so, so it's going to be
2: is going to be a Las Vegan sculptor uh, yes well they're, that they're, makes it easier
1: they're working with a lot of craft people in america okay, to get good. a number of they're going to have video installations Good, good. there's going to be uh, Oh, you know, wow. you know it's going to be quite very, modern.
2: very modern yeah it's good, very modern good and now it was also revealed that the selfless tamo would be more than happy to volunteer as a tour guide for the trail well, that's true too, isn't it? It is.
1: And a lot of old players are going to move from obviously work at the moment in rural and regional rugby league and prepare themselves for rural and regional. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> to man the trail, the to rugby man league tra- trail. Right. So you might get dish your dowling or well, something. the like.
1: dish would be a, a walk-up
2: start. People would love to talk to yeah. you. And, and yeah, wearing... What are you up to, dish? not much. Uh, now, why not make the Trojan journeyman a Vegas ambassador, that is James Tarno? No doubt his contributions would be outstanding. Well, he sort of would be an ambassador, wouldn't he? I mean, he's going to have to hang around there all the time, even when it's quiet on the trail. You'd imagine he'd blow into Vegas every now and again and people would stop him, bump into him. What are you doing here, James? Oh, I'm, I'm working the trail. Oh, come on in. Let's have a beer. Uh, but, Let's but, have a bet. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think they
1: should be the other way around. Let's mm. have a bet and have a beer. Yeah. But can I just ask, are, are, we, are we opening this... A bit like the the person who's in charge of shooting the pigs. Right. Are we opening this to all comers or are these people... Oh, look, I think
2: if people want to volunteer...
1: Yes, yes, I mean,
2: yes. you're not going to be turned away from you're the not, trail. No, no. If you play rugby league, you'll be welcome at the trail I, at any of the points where people stop and gather.
1: Good on you. Good on you. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So even if you might have... Yeah. Played in uh, Group 9? Yes. Or in the markup. Mark Cup? Mark Cup, sure. Yeah, you know, you would... If you've got sm- old
2: Mark Cup stories, yeah. people would love to hear they them. They would. They would.
1: They would. I just sort of worried that somehow we were isolating, focusing on one person to solve all the problems. No. I think it's up to
2: the code to solve yeah, the it problems. it is. Mm. It is. All we can do is make suggestions. Correct. Now, he goes on to say, I'd like to think that James Tamo could reach out and convince his very close friend and doubles partner, Serena Williams, to become the American Rugby League ambassador we still seek. And I know for a fact, he says, that Serena loves her rugby league. This is Max. I didn't know she loved her rugby league. Had she seen it? Well, when she's in Australia. When she's in Australia. She yeah, but be. there's not much rugby league happening usually when she's here in January playing the no, Australian enough. Open. But she see old tapes and the word would get through. Have mm. you seen this? You know, heard of James Tamo? Well, they have heard of each other, obviously. We should send her that book about the Mark Cup. We should. Together the two ambassadors could do late-night TV shows, educating mm-hmm. Americans. Mm-hmm. Just imagine James and Serena packing down a scrum on the Steve Colbert show, well, assuming the, the writers are back, uh, and Colbert dressed up as, as Tugger Coleman. Oh, God, that would be great. I think you'd have trouble convincing Steve Colbert to dress up as Tugger Coleman. It's not a bad thought, though, is it? <laughs> great. Who have you come as? I've come as Tugger Coleman.
1: Uh, That would would be... uh, That would be sensational. It would. It would. Yeah. (laughs) That would make the news here. Yeah, it would. Definitely, yes. Every channel.
2: Oh, certainly on the north coast, wherever Tuggers hanging around these days. (laughs) Now, uh, this comes from uh, Ted and Ali from Maruya. Hiya, Maruya. We're attending the Para v Penrith on Thursday night. Thursday night, Yeah. Uh, On researching (coughs) the eating options at Panthers Club, I see with these attachments, HG, look at that, the Grub Burger. What? You can get a Grub Burger now. The American, (coughs) now, Grub is the new American style eatery at Panthers. Well, we've been to Panthers. They didn't have Grub there then, but there appeared to be about 50 restaurants.
1: That's right, that's right. You can can have anything you like. Can I ask, is Grub Grub? As in, grub Reynolds.
2: No, no, no. No, but, I don't think it's grub Reynolds. No, but I think think it's grubs. grub as in food.
1: Yeah, but grubs. You know, like it's all the rage is eating ants now because oh, in the future that people I won't don't able, think so. People won't be able to grow things. I don't think so. I think change. it's more
2: the generic term of grub, oh, grub okay. as in. It's time for grub. Grub
1: up, everyone. Yeah, okay. You're not
2: expecting grubs, you're expecting food. <laughs> this appears to be a uh Great image. It's like a burger. Is it a yeah, burger, yeah, a, burger a cheeseburger. It just it's like a of. regular burger. There's nothing grub about
1: it, is there? I think it's got bacon, tomato and lettuce in it as well, as right. well as your patty.
2: Right. <clears throat> grub is a casual restaurant that everyone will love from families and kids to our hungry patrons looking for delicious food. You can find Grub in the basement, Panthers' brand-new Level 1 destination.
1: Give me that again. In the
2: basement of brand-new
1: Panthers' Level 1
2: destination. Yeah. I What's
1: destination?
2: I don't know. Part of that. Did we go down to the basement? I don't think so. I don't think so. We were just it, on the ground floor where there was plenty of stuff to eat. Yeah, there was your, you know, your takeaway.
1: Takeaway. And your travel agency to get you to Or you could sit down. Like, sit down, yeah. Yeah, with, look with old games. silver
2: service and stuff. Yeah, it would no, be, really it'd be lovely. Travel.
1: And out the back, Aqua Golf.
2: Aqua Golf, love yeah.
1: that. And the, the skiing without skiing boats. Skiing
2: without boats. Yeah, cable skiing. Yeah. And you could buy a unit and live there. You could, you almost did. Oh, I did. I was tempted. Yeah, tempted, obviously. Very tempted. Sanity prevailed, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh now uh, now this this is a, a very good story, HG. This comes from Liam. Liam. Um uh, says, following up on my mail from a few months ago regarding the Raiders SG ball team. Oh <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Which we
2: spent, we spent the whole program, I think, yeah, that examining was a, the Raiders it was an S- SG ball. It was it an was SG ball
1: special. Yeah, exactly. A Raiders off.
2: Yeah. I'm very proud to announce that a fair few of our players have gone on to bigger and better things with one representing Australian schoolboys, two representing the New South Wales under-19s, and many more featuring in New South Wales Cup and Jersey flag competitions. Whilst the junior representative stages, being S.G. Ball and Harold Matz, often gets overlooked in the media and by the man with the feathered pants, the fact that there is a distinguished pathway for players in Canberra just goes to show that we, or at least the angry ant Sticky, is on the right path to a bigger and brighter tomorrow.
1: Isn't, Isn't that great a great news? story? Yeah, great that, story. Story. That, is, that is fantastic. See, why don't you feel Rothfields and your...
2: and you? Your buzz... You buzz yeah. They People them. that are always looking up looking for dirt... <laughs> In rugby league. They are. Why don't they yeah, say so a story it, like that? Yeah. Why doesn't little Ali Landon do a story on that on a current affair? A good story. And then take it
1: out to the community in general. If yes. you want a child to have success in sport, Move to a Canberra. Path,
2: yeah. Or here's a pathway. He's a
1: pathway. A pathway could be near you. I'm Is sure. your
2: kid interested in SG ball? Yeah. How would you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> Now. Cheers, this comes from Sam in Bulleye. Ah, yeah, Bulleye. I well. A wonderful part of the world, mm. Bulleye. Mm. Eye. Well, look up the escarpment there, it's oh, beautiful, isn't like it? That. You can see a bit of rainf- ancient mm. rainforest. That's right, that's right. Ancient rainforest. Mm. Sand and Point, of course, one of the great surfing one spots. One of the great surfing spots, mm. yeah. Mm. So you've got look at that. You've got yeah, sur- yeah. surfing and rainforest yeah. side by side mm. on the south coast. It's incredible. It is incredible. Mm. Bit worried about the phrase I'm hearing thrown around quite a bit in professional sport. I think we might have used it today. The phrase is a must-win game.
1: Oh, a must-win game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I heard it most recently from Essendon talking about their upcoming match against the Giants. This isn't unique to AFL. I've also heard it used in other codes, including Rugby League. What I ask is, shouldn't all games be must win? My view was that teams would see dominance in every match, as winning as everything in sport. No-one cares about the losers, so we should always try to be winners. Please help me to understand the strange belief that some games are a must-win while others are only win if you can be bothered. Right. Well, that's a very good point. No, I can't explain can, can it. Can I point that. out that must-win... South and East next weekend is a must-win game because the season's over for the team that loses. Yeah. That becomes must-win. More must-win than your regular home and away, doesn't it? Does yes. that make sense? Yes. And poorer, your poor old commentators... You know, who are forced to drum up a bit of interest in a yeah, game. No,
1: must win. You know, a suddenly must
2: phrase. win becomes a phrase that you can <clears throat> rely on. Now, can I
1: point out that uh, Essendon must win match? They lost yeah. it by 126 points. They did. Not sure exactly.
2: How maybe it wasn't drummed into them, that it was a must win.
1: Then last night, of course, Essendon took on Collingwood. Yeah. I think they only got three goals in the end. I couldn't Do be blown really? watching to the end of the so game. So it wasn't a must win. No, it wasn't. No, after you lose by 126, nothing becomes must win.
2: I noticed this week, HG, that um, the University of Sydney uh, has a research centre into gambling. I, I, that, I, you so, saw that story? I did, I did, and I was surprised by that. I was surprised. Well, what surprised me about it is that it's being bankrolled by the casinos themselves. I know. That's How what, does that work? Th- that seemed to cause some comment. Well, it would do. Uh,
1: amongst the professor, professorial yes. community and the teaching community, yes. thinking, well, maybe it wouldn't be independent if Crown. Well, it can't be
2: independent because you'd be asking the gambling industry for some of their statistics and what have you. No, How no. can you guarantee that they're accurate? Well, They're can't. only going to give you what they want. Exactly. And you can't blame them. No. It's an idiotic thing it's to do. It's an idiotic
1: thing to do. I mean, what's Sydney University doing? Well, Sydney University is no stranger to taking money from corporations.
2: No, I know. I know. Um, but the gambling industry.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: I don't know. Anyway, there's an image here of the research centre. It just appears to be, it looks like... Uh, poker machine? Well, it's just all poker machines. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look at that image. It is all private. It's like a VIP room at your local pub. Can you smoke in there? Yeah, or vape. (laughs) Vape. Wow, isn't that amazing? Yeah, doesn't look right, does it? But it must be great for people who enjoy having a punt at say lunchtime. Let's go over to Sydney Uni and have a roll, (laughs) have a pool. (laughs) (laughs) Can, Can I? Help them out with their research. I've just helped out with their research. Did you win? Oh, sure. Yeah, good. What a fortune. I'm going to buy a house now.
1: Listen, (laughs) that's right. I'm going on Four Corners. Yeah. Um, Look, uh, one thing that I once had to do a job for, I think, the clubs... And I sat on a, you know, as you do, yeah. waiting to, you know, say a few words. Oh, yes. Um, and I had an excellent conversation with a person who did research into gambling. Oh, yes. Excellent conversation. Good. And they don't think at any point in society was gambling not there. All oh, right. This is going back to…
2: Even back to cavemen days.
1: Uh, cavemen days, not sure. they probably bet on the washing up because they didn't have money. Yeah. But you go back to the Twin Rivers, you know… Tigris and Euphrates, Samaria, they think from then on people gambled in some form or other. That's probably right. It's hard to imagine, but it's so ingrained in human nature. It's in our DNA, you're suggesting. Yeah,
2: in the DNA. In the DNA. And you can only... Well, there must be some evolutionary advantage. There must be more winners than losers in the end. Well, there's your research, isn't it? Wow, I hadn't thought of it quite neatly. Well, it's got to be; otherwise, uh, it wouldn't do, be in our DNA. You'd lose, you'd drop it off. We would life. have dropped it years ago yeah. if it wasn't dropped. working. If everyone lost all the time, obviously <laughs> they don't. So, all
1: the advertising that you say <laughs>
2: is real. But, <laughs> well, all of that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. All your Ned's level stuff and all of that sort of stuff. It's I was all, going the it's other all way. all true.
1: I was going the other way. You know, be <laughs> prepared to you know lose more than you put on, sort yeah. of thing, all
2: that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Th- that doesn't help. Well, you got
2: to lose to win. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the message they're not going to tell you, and I bet that's what Sydney University is working on. How much have you got to lose to win? <laughs> now, <laughs> the other bit, of
1: course, is the rooms, the yeah. uh, room they're setting up, they're setting that up to experiment with levels of lighting, oh, yeah. levels of noise, levels of positioning of machines, clocks on the wall, get rid of them, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're friddling and you with. you don't
2: want any daylight. No daylight.
1: No, daylight. no daylight. Absolutely no daylight.
2: No daylight. Mm. Interesting thing, though. Yeah. Now, uh, this comes from uh, Daniel. He says, The recent push by the Albanese government for states and territories to consider a public holiday, should the Matilda's crest the World Cup final, brought to light glaring omission in the calendar of public holidays across the country. Yeah. We need a concerted push for a floating public holiday to celebrate sporting excellence for all Australians. This would entitle all full-time, part-time and casual employees to nominate one day each year to celebrate sporting success in a way that is, that is meaningful to them. This public holiday will be inclusive and cut across the broad spectrum of sporting codes, whether it be celebrating premiership glory in a chosen football code, celebrating World Cup glory or a big win at the Dapto Dogs. Yeah, but who decides this? Well, the individual club does. Every club in Australia gets, one, gets holiday. one day off a year that they can nominate what that day is and what it's for. Well, what do you think of that as an idea? Well, it's a brilliant idea. is. I mean, you just have this rolling public holiday happening throughout the bloody country. <laughs> and no one people would know. People would love it. Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> obviously people would love not. it. Because you could pick and choose. Oh, yeah, I'm a member of the Our Dogs. It's our <laughs> holiday today. <laughs> You'd have to, I, I don't know. You'd have to register it somewhere. You'd have to get registered somewhere. See, the yeah. internet might be a help there. Well, it would be. It, you, you know, you'd be able public to just, just Google in what public holidays are available to me today.
0: Yeah. And
2: they, boom, <laughs> up it'd come. 80 of them.
1: <laughs> and then tomorrow, 90.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, now, th- this has come from Roderick. He says, almost asphyxiated on my cornflakes this week when I read that New South Wales Blues and Blue Bulldogs hero Tavita Pangai Jr. was turning his back on the NRL to pursue boxing. Yes, we broke that story we last did. week. We did. I think you did. He says, I was angry. Tavita is turning his back on Rugby League. The Bulldogs, the Blues, Freddie and most importantly, the people.
1: Oh, the fans?
2: Fans. But when the fans
1: they... can follow him to the boxing. Well, where did when did they matter? Yeah, that's true. You see, you got Trell worried about the fans, but he... Well, he
2: worries too much about the fans. Well, he but can't, the can't get the grub stuff out of his game. That's right. But then I recovered my senses and probably processed Tavita's reasoning. Tavita's reasoning was that I want to focus on family and fighting. Ah, oh, fair enough. Fair enough. They're your twin And bellies. then it became clear to me, whose family? Is he fighting for his family or his fam- or is his family on the undercard? <laughs> They're good questions, aren't they? <laughs> very good questions. Very good, very good questions. Anyway, he's uh, suspecting Gus Gould knew about this. Saw it first and probably made it happen. I've got no insight no, into that no at all. I've got no insight or other. There was a suggestion that Tavita uh, wanted to leave Canterbury and to do so, he took up boxing but would only do it short term until he gets his head punched in and, and then, then he's going go to join Wayne at, at the Dolphins. At, at the Dolphins. That's, that's what I've heard. Yeah, well, that's very. that's a Well, it might theory. happen. It might happen. And he'd be a great addition to the Dolphins. Yeah, he would. Every, every, well, I mean, the Dolphins could. They could well, certainly they use should, somebody. They could use a boxer in there.
1: Yeah, they could. A Team in their, their lineup. Team.
2: They could. Mm. They could. Uh, this has come from uh, Ash in Geelong. Uh, I heard you call of about fire ants. Do you think the Queenslanders are letting fire ants run rampant as a payback for the introduction of rabbits by Victorians? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hang on. The introduction of rabbits. Back a bit. It is. Gee, they can hold a grudge, can't they? Can't, they can, can't they? Yeah, you
1: think those they would have downed those cudgels long yeah, ago? Yeah,
2: yeah. I suppose it was the Victorians who introduced the rabbit. We can't forget that. I mean, Dan Andrews might ignore it. I, I've never heard Dan say a word about it. He's ignoring it. No apology. It. Yeah, no apology. There's never been an apology for for the rabbits, yeah.
1: has there? And how many? How many? Goes we've had getting rid of them, myxomatosis, yeah. and then there Khaleesi. was that Khaleesi virus yeah. that got off the island. They wear out of it, don't they? Yeah, they do, they do. They we'll, don't. We've they, got to keep
2: coming up with new things.
1: Now, are there more pigs than rabbits?
2: Oh, good question. I don't know if anyone's done the count. No, but would rabbits It'd be, a close be run thing,
1: and rabbits are at plague proportion everywhere.
2: Yes, I think they're back plague but, proportions in some areas. And they're all
1: Khaleesi and Mixi... compliant. Position. Yes,
2: compliant. they've survived. They've had the jabs. <laughs> they've had their jabs. They're safe as. Apparently. Uh, Now, just finally, HG, Mm -hmm. um, happy AFL. Happy AFL, Royal HG, does not quite have the same ring to it. doesn't, does it? As opposed to Happy Rugby League. Uh, Was down in Melbourne during the week near Federation Square. Notice these posters for, wait for it, Tazuni, the official mascot of the Women's World Cup. Now, now they've kept this quiet. They certainly have. Now here's Tazoon, Tazuni, as she. There's Tazuni. Uh, I'd never heard of Tazuni. Kirk goes on. Have you seen Tazuni around your neck of the woods? Any sightings? From my vantage point, Tazuni is all but extinct. Whatever happened to Tazuni?
1: Okay, this is an excellent question. Tazuni.
2: Are there fu- are some appearance dates there for Tazuni.
1: Well hang on a fun football loving penguin is yeah. the official mascot of the FIFA's Women World Cup. Yeah. Capturing the spirit of an event that will go beyond greatness. How how does, How does that stupidity that? Yeah. capture the spirit of the event and go beyond Well, the Australian
2: go- public walked straight past Tazuni and, and hated it. <laughs> didn't say, anything about didn't it. say a word about it. Tazuni na- is rubbish.
1: Her name is a fusion of Tasman Sea, which she calls home, and unity, a key value of the event. Oh, Lord. How do they get this stuff?
2: Who does this stuff?
1: Streetwise and confident. The people who came up with
2: that, were they paid? Uh,
1: my worry is they were. and Probably a hell of a lot. And didn't have to spend too long doing it. No. Now, streetwise and confident, Tazuni stands out from the crowd thanks to her her signature blue tuft of hair. The Fusion Tasman Sea, Unity, et cetera. And these are live dates at the FIFA Fan Festival on the 20th of July, 22nd of July, et cetera, et cetera, et
2: cetera.
1: Um, Look, this is dreadful. It's dreadful. This is dreadful. Yeah. I'm glad
2: we're only finding out about it now because I tell you what, had I seen Tizuni or knew about it, I wouldn't have watched one frame of the World Cup.
0: Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. It seems to come as part of the, uh, what
1: would I call it, the RLPA agreement. Right. But the issue of when, how and Ah. when NRL players are tested for illicit drugs is set to be thrust into the spotlight Mm -hmm. uh, with an independent body to rule on the new policy to detect recreational drug use. Now, I know you've been approached to go on this body. Yep.
2: And Well, my view was it doesn't happen. No. That rugby league players don't do that sort of thing. No, that's
1: good. The NRL and Rugby League Players Association agreed to frame a new drug testing protocols mm. during the collective bargaining agreement yep. earlier this month and it could see the biggest shake-up in years oh. in how the NRL stars are tested. I had no idea. Right. Now, I assume this story was put up yep. so some of the other stories were forgotten about.
2: Oh, I see, You yes. know, sort of
1: the dumpster file style stories. Sure. So the NRL will follow the AFL lead in accepting external advice from an independent arbiter, as in... Yeah. Gus Gould, right. uh, to form their illicit drugs policy with both governing body and players un- players union to make representations.
2: Right now, so many well, people it can't be that hard to organise, can it? To come up with a policy, it's either you're going to either be tested daily, weekly, hourly. monthly. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, okay, and it's the, what the players accept. The players are going to say, "Oh no, we don't want to do it weekly." Oh, well, okay, how about fortnightly? Oh yeah, okay. all right. Mm. You know now, what I mean. The NRL has but they, Suddenly you've got a policy. <laughs> <laughs> How hard <laughs> is it? I know, but an independent arbiter. The independent arbiter's got to come yeah. in. Why?
1: Who would just you, you know? Let's. I mean, I don't. This is a question without notice, but I'm yeah. putting it on like, Who could be an independent arbiter in this matter? Yeah. They took months, years to reject the idea of an independent arbiter mm. in the nego- recent negotiations. Right. How are they going to agree on somebody to come in and do this now? Yeah,
2: that's right. That's you right.
1: You know, is it going to be John Ibrahim? Oh, I mean, I just pick a You're name. Sure, uh, sure. Somebody who appears to may have yeah had some understanding of this issue. Is how it
2: works? Yeah. Or yeah. It's, you know. How long does it stay in your system, HG? You may not know. No, I can't do that. Because that would probably influence how often you would have a test.
1: So the NRL has previously flagged a desire to test players during their off-season holidays. Oh, off-season holidays. Which will be set at nine weeks for the most experienced players. The current terms only allow players to be tested when in a club environment. Oh. Either at training or pre-season. The NRL current policy involves a player being warned... First strike, banned for 12 months is after second strike, and deregistered for a third. Mm. We see. I don't want to see that happen to a great player.
2: No, because that no one does. That that. Could I suggest, actually, it is a little com- more complex than we think, because we've got to put the fans first, haven't we? Now you're talking. We've got to so, put the fans first. Now the fans want to see the players, their good players, playing. Now, if, the, if a player is playing well, no testing. If a player isn't performing particularly well, test them. How about that? That's an excellent idea. Your mm. Dalli M's yes. are exempt from testing. They for the are of- because they've been exemplary. And if there have been stuff that's making them play better, so Great! Was- Great. Yeah, no,
1: that's right. <laughs>
2: we don't want to know about it.
1: The NRL will still run the code's illicit drug policy, right. but the RLPA, that's the Rugby League Players Association, had right. agitated, I love that term, agitated, for a review of its param- uh, parameters right. in the final stage of the CBA talks with the Rugby League, Commission boss Feathers. Right. Feathers shook hands with the RLPA, Clinton, and ended the bit of dispute. Players will have agreement rights over any NRL plan to extend the length of season beyond the 24 matches, right. minimum wage, etc. and then we have uh, finally the problem of what to do with the Daly M players who are on the gear. Now, look, can I set that all
2: as a background? Is there a suggestion if Dalian players are pinged, they're no longer eligible to be Dalian players? That's implicit, isn't it? That's implicit. They can't do that. They'd never agree to that. No, I don't think the players would agree to that. No. No, of course not because it's a a, a restraint of trade. Restraint of trade, thank you.
1: Now, (laughs) this is the reverse of it. Uh, Look, and I must say that the immortal, Joey, I was very solid on the problems at uh, the dumpster fire yeah. saying about the uh, fact that people do get the shits with each other and do do their blocks at training. Well, and people are matches. human. People forget that they rugby league play really plays are human. human. That's right. That's exactly right. That's, yeah. I, I mean, you look at James Tamo, he's human. He is. You just think he's a robot. That's right. He's not. But he's not. He's human. He's yeah. got emotions. Emotion. And they yeah. people forget that rugby league is an emotional sport. Very That emotional. sport is emotional. More
2: emotional than most sports.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it matters. Now. Put that to one side. Uh, this has got to do with medicinal cannabis. Oh yes. Now uh, there's been some researches put on, and Dr James Stewart has fronted a centred inquiry recently, and he said uh, he said uh, medicinal ca- cannabis isn't for everyone, and urges those interested in taking it to consult their doctor. Oh yes. Those interested in taking it. <laughs> I just leave that there.
2: Yes. I don't want. And to- who might they be? <laughs> Are they rugby league players? Well, this is in a column. Is there a queue of rugby league players willing to put their hand up? Knocking no. on the door. Yeah. Excuse me, I'd like to try some... cannabis. Why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he, wants, he wants to conduct a trial next season with two
1: major football codes working separately and independently around their current protocols.
2: What Dr James Stewart does? Dr James Stewart. Well, where's he come from? What gives him the well, right to lord it over uh, everyone? Oh,
1: uh, that'll be a, a bit of a oh, test. don't worry. I'll come to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, James Stewart, who fronted the Senate inquiry into concussion in sport earlier this year, oh, okay. driving food. That forced, James Stewart. Yeah, in research. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, we read a story about John's, et cetera, go separately. That's sure. to do with uh, Joey's health problems. Anyway, the NRL and the AFL should really invest in this, according to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I think there would be a huge benefit for their players. Uh, he's on the advisory, medical advisory board, I assume, for the code. This is the future of helping with concussion. I think a study like this would provide some groundbreaking insight into the benefits of medicinal cannabis.
2: Oh, so medicinal cannabis helps with post-concussion. Wow. Does it?
1: I think that's what they're talking about. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Right. We're, we're lacking research because of the war on drugs. Oh, now, this is where right. the landies and research. the and the scientists are in loggerheads, right. loggerheads. I mean, the war on drugs. I mean, let the players experiment yeah. and see what happens.
2: Right. So if well, they notice that someone on the gear is back. less forgetful, ironically, <laughs> than someone who's not. Two players concussed, one player, on, you know, on on the gear. Okay. Some memories back. Yeah, all of that. All of that. Yeah. Anyway, and this that's... hasn't been a, this hasn't been tested. Nobody's tested this. Well, I'll cool. go in for that. Yeah, let me set right, right. it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Trying to get people to understand that cannabis isn't a crazy drug can be hard. This is Jimmy again, right? Isn't what? a crazy drug can be hard. Studies in the US with NFL and NHL has shown that cannabinoid, I haven't got that right, cannabinoid medicine is neuroprotective. Wow. See neuroprotective. It can protect the nerves from becoming inflamed and it can reduce inflammation and generate new signals within the nerve that's called neurogeneration. Right. There's evidence to say that cannabis does that. I believe there's a massive role for anyone who plays contact sport to take uh, CBD, predominant oil, Uh uh, the entire season. Then if they have a whack on the head, they have further booster for the next few days of a higher dose of oil to combat their acute injury. Now, I'm not saying all this works. But do you, is the is your understanding, the research, is that all players yeah. should be have a log before they it run out? It
2: sounds like the bong would be brought in. To the rooms. To the rooms maybe 20, 20 minutes Ms. before <laughs> kickoff. off Yeah. Righto, boys, round you get. You know, they'd have a huge hooker, wouldn't they? They would. They'd take they a lot. Someone would come in with a bucket of mull, <laughs> pour it in, and off you go. I mean, it's going to create some... Weird, Weird rugby, rugby league, league. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Oh God, it is. But at least you know the players are safe, no matter how silly they're being.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> if they start running, it in.
2: explains, you know. Posts. If, yeah, if they do go a little off, yeah. Now. <laughs> If some some players would react differently to others. I mean, it could be great. Yeah. See, this is where independent research. Yeah, We're going to have to right. work on this. And then would they top up at half
1: time? I suppose. Oh, they would. of course they would. They bong on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they would probably rotate. Yeah. He needs a bit more. You know. Yeah. I see. Come on off, James. Time for another toke, bro.
1: This year leading the NBA, this is uh, somehow, yeah, this year leading NBA players such as Kevin Durant successfully had cannabis removed from the game's banned substance, right. substance list right. as part of collective bargaining agreement. Right. Now, I'm not sure what oh. I think about this, but this is, the, the suggestion is, as you gather, is yeah. it
2: forms a... Forms a coating, a protective coating co- around, around your neurons. The, yeah. So they don't wow. get bashed up. So they don't get bashed up. So it's a protection against concussion. So, when the neurons bump against each other, they've got this buffer.
1: Yeah, that's right. There's a
2: buffer there. In
1: between. In between. Like a, 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 a protective. Protective buffer. buffer. <laughs> 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 that's unreal. I okay. know. But can I ask. What does Asada think about this? Well, What about I mean, Dick Pound? Oh, yeah, Is Dick, Dick Pound. Pound on the. I'll get to them. I'll get to them. Right. Now, listen, what... Because if he me?
2: finds out, I mean, he's going to hit the roof. There.
1: What? <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, what I'm worried about here is, will this encourage more violence in the game because people think, well, I, I frizzled him. Yeah. But he, he's okay because he was on the gear. he's on
2: the gear. I'm allowed to hit him in the head. What? Because he had a toe. Plays aren't stupid. No, they're not stupid. They'll take advantage of that. And don't tell me that Bellamy isn't practising yeah. all this now. i tell you what I worry about. If this story gets out... In Las Vegas.
1: Well, that's what I've said. Oh, In other, man. That's what I said about that. They're
2: the, going to hate this there. The
1: rampage. Yeah. The American rampage. Now, look, apropos of your point, the NRL and the We're AFL. We've got
2: to stay stumm. We've got to tell fans if you're traveling to Las Vegas, don't mention it. Yeah. Don't mention it.
1: Now, the NRL and the AFL are compliant to World Doping Agency, yeah. open brackets, Dick Pound. <laughs> yeah. The code that Dick put into place, which allows the use of CBD, but requires athletes to obtain an exemption if they want to use medicinal cannabis, right? Which contains THC, right? In competition, Stewart says uh, the levels of THC should, would not surpass the threshold set out in w- WADA's rules.
2: Okay. Uh, well, hang on a minute. Okay.
1: How does that work?
2: So, so the psychotropic the stuff is not there. Is that the, it? Well, in the the level. The level. The, the level. level's lower. Yeah. So you don't go as silly. Is that it? Well, but what coach, if you want? What if you want the? You know, so What if coach says, "Well, boys, I want yous really silly this week."
1: Yeah. We're no, problem, the the no problem, coach. No problem, coach. <laughs> Bong on now. An NRL <laughs> spokesperson said the NRL would maintain an interest in any research consistent with international best practice, right. which had the potential to improve head injury management while also complying with the relevant sporting codes policy. Right. Mercifully, the AFL had no comment, which was a oh, very good, sensible thing.
2: Right, mm. right. But, do, do we what, know if there are any teams we, on the gear in the AFL year? If you had any whispers reach you? Well, I remember, like Richmond, maybe Richmond Tigers. The way they play. The way
1: they play. Yeah, at the end of the season. Geelong went very weird yeah, this yeah, year. They did. They but were, they've been on the gear? They
2: could be. They could be experimenting. I don't right. want to say
1: anything too much. No,
2: but what mm. are the telltale signs? I suppose inappropriate giggling would that be
1: it um well i've inappropriate <laughs> giggling and i tell you what one one famous person and i you know who wants to remain obviously anonymous yes uh on the gear stood and watched trains go by at a great rate before he then moved on to the seagulls and formed oh, a close dear. association with seagulls didn't do much kicking
2: no okay so it does get you it does get you
1: and it does uh, the 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 mm. the stone as they call it, it is on yes Uncertainty with with regard playing football.
2: Right, would well, you have so, to make sure you get correct? Because if you get gear like that, you're not going to get much out of a player.
1: That's right. You're not because no.
2: half half your players are just standing around looking at something that no one else can imagine. Well, while the game's going on, get back on the field, you bloke. Yeah, and the others are reading the old uh, gold fruit and nuts. The, yes, got the munchies. So you've got to be very careful the sort of gear you get, I suppose. Well, what well, they you, have to be rugby league compliant providers.
1: I think so. And what but do that you, could be done? What do you think of the basic thing that now we have a number of ways of dealing with uh, head injuries—eleven yes. days off and all that sort of stuff? Well,
0: to down. forget all that now. Yeah. It's just a bomb. <laughs> Common question: Is it true that Crusher Cleal holds the record for the most toilet doors smashed at Brookvale Oval? No. Crusher Cleal 2, Lesboid 7, Playboy Freddie Jones 9, Hogo Morgan 11, Des Hasler 41. 37 as coach. This is Bludging on the Blind Side.
1: Uh, How's the text line going, Roy? Uh,
2: Well, people are taken with the idea of uh, recreational, I suppose, or medical. uh, marijuana Being introduced to the players. Uh, there'd be half time would be re- renamed Uber Eats break, says Max, because yes, people good. get munchies. But the thing is, actually, you, you would have to tailor the sort of material to be rugby league compliant, mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't lose your aggression. Mm-hmm. You could laugh at things inappropriately. That's fine, but you would stay focused on your rugby league, and you wouldn't overeat at half time. I mean, surely it could be tailored to suit. Yes, uh, but that's
1: what the research is about. That's what the research is about. That's what James Stewart has got the conversation uh, uh, going for. I know. He's got the principle. It's protecting the brain. Protecting the brain. But the side effects are laughing inappropriately, losing focus and wanting to eat. Well, Mm. now we've got to get work on dampening down the side effects until after the match.
2: Yeah, well, that's true. Now, now, uh, Clancy from Four Mile Creek, he says, I was working in Montevideo in Uruguay. When cannabis was legalised, and my experience from all the people lying around in public spaces was the neurons were more deadened than protected. But see, that's different sort of gear. I know. It's not... not rugby league compliance. Yeah,
1: exactly. Gear. We're not talking about Buddhists. We're not talking about Buddhists. No, old <laughs> speak.
2: No, we're talking or about whatever it's called, Durban poison. <laughs> we're not talking Durban poison. We're not <laughs> we're talking Although about. Durban poison might be just the thing for us. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? It's that's up to right. Dr James Stewart to experiment.
1: Exactly. So, what we're looking at yeah. is a tailored product, yes. which includes all the benefits of smoke and dope, yes. but none of the side effects. Now, I that's can tell it. you, people that's lying it. around in parks ain't going to be part of the rugby league. They're not. No, they're, just, they're, they're not. not. Coach, and
2: weed, that, weed that straight out. Weed, get it? Weed, get it. Weed, get it. Mm. Yeah. What did you smoke last night? Oh, I don't know. Well, you're not smoking it anymore. Try this. Yeah, that's right. Oh, exactly. Thanks, coach. Exactly.
1: Now, a couple of things. A <laughs> couple of things. Rival clubs have welcomed the news that gifts bought for departing long-serving players will be excluded from the salary cap. In light of the West Tigers' decision to present Luke Brooks with a thousand-dollar barbecue, did they really? Isn't it great? He, of course, uh, moved on from the uh, the Tigers, the on Tigers the weekend, yeah. last weekend. That's right. Now he he's um, played two hundred games for them. He has. Now, he hasn't aged today. No, he hasn't. He still he hasn't. looks as though he could pass off for a uh, 18 yeah. year old
2: So he doesn't have to declare the barbecue, is that it? He doesn't. I thought when they said they had a barbecue, they actually literally had the blokes around and they cooked something. You mean it was physically a barbecue?
1: That he took home right. in the back of the ute. Right. $1,000. So, $1,000. I must say that. What sort of barbecue? Can you get okay, a, for wait a, a minute. Can you get a? Wait a minute. Hmm. The Black Beef eater Big Bug, which oh. retails for 1000 was engraved with a special message for Brooks along the way, well done,
0: oh. best of luck,
1: okay. you know, carved oh. into it. He spent 11 years at the club and just became the just the fifth player to represent the joint venture in 200 games. Wow. I wonder how many he won. Yeah. Somebody will know. Someone will know. Now, the other thing is uh, to do with the eight tackle try. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, the NRL said there were no excuses. Oh. Rubbish, there'd be hundreds of excuses. Anyway, the NRL said there were no excuses for South Sydney conceding a try from an eight-tackle set missed by both the referee and the second official entrusted with keeping count uh, of tackles inside the ground. Dear. Head of Elite, giddy-up, Annesley, said obviously the Daniel Saifidi should never have scored the try. Yeah. Ponger Ponga and Tyson Gamble were tackled in the same spot in quick succession, which was missed by top whistleblower Grant Atkins. He's a top whistleblower. I want to hear a word against him. And his second set of eyes inside McDonald Jones Stadium. Annesley regretted the error and admitted there were no guarantees for more refereeing blunders that wouldn't happen in the finals.
2: Now, oh, this
1: mystery person, yeah. in the official
2: entrusted with keeping t- count of tackles. Where is this person sitting? Thanks. Are they somewhere in the crowd? Just someone with a counter? Who is this person? Who is this person? Surely Why did they
1: identify? You know. It took us years to get the bunker identified yeah. in the match. Now we've got to get this mystery person. That's right. Counting the, are we sure this person can get to eight?
2: Well, that's right. <laughs> are we sure the person's there? Ah, you mean it could be. I mean, a, does anyone check? You know, is, is the counter here? Is the counter yeah. bloke in? Before they, they Before ch- the runs out. Yeah. You're right, Skip. You're right, you're Skip. Right, skip. Yep. Counter here. Counter here. Has to be said. Can't hear anything? No. Are you there, counter? I've never heard
1: of this before. I've never heard of this position and I've been before. Following. Who brought I'm, that in there? No. Yeah, you, you've been following rugby league a lot longer I than I have. I have. never
2: heard of a counter.
1: Did you, you, in, when you play, in the Shamrocks? Never of a do, counter. A designated counter? No, oh, never a designated counter. counter.
2: Never. Right. I mean, you might get a wag in the crowd. Yeah. It, That's five! Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You know. Sure. You get a bit of that, but it's hardly an official counter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't mind the idea of an official counter, No. if it helps. Yeah, if I, it make, if it, if it brings us better rugby league. Yes, indeed. Because I mean, you've got to put the fans first. The fans, that's right. And you've got to ask the fans. Fans, do you want a counter sitting in the crowd with you? Well, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they become stars in their own right. They would. Who counted the grand final? Guess who then? I saw the other yeah, day? The counter. No way. Yeah. Thanks. Now, Annesley regretted the error and admitted there were no guarantees for it. blunders. He said there's no excuses for it. It's an error. It's wrong. It's a simple refereeing error and he miscounted the tackles. Yeah. But hang on a minute.
2: the But the counter's there to make sure he doesn't miscount the tackles. And what's he the bunker doing? He whispers in his ear. What's You're the caught. bunker doing? What What is the bunker doing? Well, they the bunker's not the allowed to, to adjudicate on, on tackle counts, are they? But they got to try. They can't do forward passes. they got to try. Oh, yeah, they got to try. Well, but the try might have been legit. Ah, well observed. Because the they had to go back to the last play the ball, the bunker, the last play the ball. Yes. Yeah, so so Dan... they've got to accept that the play of the ball was legitimate. They can't say, oh, no, play the ball wasn't legitimate because it was enough. the eighth tackle, <laughs> clown. They can't say that, even though they might be thinking that personally. <laughs>
1: Uh, look, we'll have to leave uh, a continuing conversation of all these issues until next oh, week, unfortunately, because man. we've run out of time. But if people do want to get the just last... scratch the surface, I know we just got started. Really,
2: I mean, this whole idea of a counter, I mean, it revolutionises it's it's the, the game, game. and you're understanding. Of we the game. can begin to dream of mistake-free rugby I league when it, it comes to officialdom. I, I think Isn't it... that shouldn't that be our goal? Thanks.
1: Now, I think Andrew Moore will be probing this in depth in the well. What's his hour... position? Well, I got no like idea. A counter.
2: I is he no a disgusted counter? I've never heard him. I've never heard him.
1: No. So, look, if you want to get right. the last two hours of your life back, remember the uh, podcast is available not long after we uh, blast off uh, and uh, you'll find all the big hits of the uh, last couple of hours uh, neatly caught in the podcast. And, uh, you know, let's face it, there's plenty of issues there to be getting on. There are.
2: Just finally, as Jim Bruce is suggesting, you could get rid of the head-high-tackle rule. Because the players' brains would be already protected.
1: That's what we said. Yeah. No, yeah. that's absolutely right. Well, I mean, it's, it's open
2: slant for your head-hunters now, isn't it? Yeah, that's wh- what's going to happen. Well, that's it's up to downsides. Dr James Stewart to work this out. <laughs> part know, of his research. Cheerful note. I'd love to be
1: part of the head-high research. <laughs> <laughs> Just to observe. <laughs> that's it for Bludgeoning on the Blind Side. See you same time, same place next week. Rugby League! Happy.